Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Sarah Nonu, Chris Ragg, and Nick here of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing what is the opposite of a banana? Nick, you're our in-house resident uh, bananaologist. Um, what is the opposite of a banana? Well, this is a question posed actually to us by loyal listener and indeed one-time guest, Mikey, who uh, was involved in a conversation in which um, someone, uh, he, he suggested something which someone found preposterous and they said, that's bananas. And, and Mikey said, no, it's the opposite of bananas. And apparently they then had a, a big discussion about what the opposite of bananas actually was. Now, they did come to an answer, which I won't reveal until the end. But um, I thought this was an interesting question, actually, uh, because opposites are one of those things which we all understand. We all have a kind of very intuitive understanding that a cat is in some sense the opposite of a dog, that dark is the opposite of light, that cold is the opposite of hot. And um, when you come to try and ask exactly what is going on here, you realise it's not actually very straightforward to say how all this works. Um, and and so I thought we could try and unpick this and work out how we could calculate the opposite of anything. Yeah. I mean, in the first place, as you say, I think we need to in, in investigate this concept of opposite and really what is that? What's that all about? Mm. Um, who wants to jump in, Sarah or Chris? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I think for 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 me, um, the answer to that question, what is the opposite of a banana, is is an apple, right? Obviously, um, mm. but the, the but I think that answer, uh, or my intuitive answer, gives me a sort of insight into what I think of in terms of of, of opposites, uh, and it's it's you know no, noticeable that I picked a fruit, right? I didn't I didn't pick something else so i have actually picked something that that is quite similar to a banana right but i claim it's it's the opposite so what's what's that about you know um and i think for me you know opposites are sometimes actually if you look at them in a in a multi-dimensional sense they are quite quite similar but what makes them distinct is uh polarity on a on a particular thing and i suppose in my in my mind uh if you've got bananas you know the other common fruit that you will see is, is apple. Apple's a different shape and a different color. So, you know, that sort of narrowing it down gives you a, a, an opposite. And it's about picking one one thing. You can't have multiple opposites. It's about picking one dimension and deciding uh, what is on the other end of, of the spectrum on that dimension. But hold on. Is it sometimes the case that there's not an opposite? Because... I mean, what's the opposite of cold, right? What's the opposite of good, right? What's the opposite of ugly? Fine. All those are fine. What's the opposite of an apple? Or, you know, or what's the opposite of a banana? What's, what's the opposite of meningitis? I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Sarah? I just, that's um, kind of how I, when I looked at this topic and I was researching it, the more I was looking into it, I was like, it's hard to find what actually a true opposite is. Because yes, if you take the case of banana and an apple, uh, they're still both fruits. So you're looking at characteristics and it's kind of how you think about objects and how you define them. And I think it's it's somewhat to do with helping us process, um, process and categorize information. Uh, mm. But I definitely agree with you, uh, Fraser, on what you've just said. It's, it, what, what is it? What, what, is yeah. the, what is an opposite? I mean, 
What's the opposite of Nick? I mean, I, is it I Chris? Peter, well, probably. I think I'm more the opposite of Nick than Peter is. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, well, and I, you can, sorry. Can you have yeah. more and less opposites? Because I just actually used that. I said, I well, think they, I'm more the opposite of Nick than Peter. That's so it, right. That's a like, comparison. So. Things, so, yeah. thing, things are essentially on a scale. Looking at, uh, like, you're hot and you're cold, right? It's one end of the spectrum. In the middle somewhere, there's warm. There's not warm. There's... It, it's somewhat hard to kind of define it to be like this is precisely one thing and this is the opposite of something um who was i talking to recently um maybe it was yesterday and i was talking to tom about this podcast and i was we were having the discussion looking at you know well if you think about human beings people would say the opposite of a man is a female but really we're just variations of the same thing we're mm, not yeah it should be like a female ant or something yeah yeah or so it, yeah what, yeah what is, I, what so really i think an opposite yeah, I, so I just want to put forward, I think bef this is all really good, but um, before we get into more detail about actually how this works, mm. I, I had a quick, I want to put forward a theory about what the point of this is, right? Because we, why do we, we all get it, the idea of opposites. And mm. I had an idea, this is just a hypothesis, highly speculative, that um, the reason that opposites are something important that we think about is that, um, is that you know if there's an object that has a certain set of characteristics uh, and what I should do with that object is is some action or other like I don't know eat it or be nice to it if I identify that um, another object is the opposite of that thing like has, is different on all kinds of characteristics then by and large that should mean I sh should not eat it or I should be nasty to it so I, th I sort of feel like actually what we're doing here is trying to work out, um, you know, the rules of uh, the, the relevant rules that should affect our behavior towards things. I suspect that's what are the root, what's at the root of this kind of understanding of opposites, that if if the if you should, you know, if you should eat an apple, then you should definitely not eat the opposite of an apple, which would be poison or something, you know. Anyway, that's. I just thought I'd get that out there. But I, there's a few things, I think, which people have said, which... Um, so let's distinguish, to begin with, between categorical features and quantitative features, okay? So with categorical features, these are things that aren't orderable as such. You can't sort of say that, you know, a, a male isn't sort of 50% more than a female or something. You, they're just different. Um, and... and uh, uh, you know, the, the, quite a lot of things are like that. You know, the, the shape that something is, you could say, well, um, you know, a circle and a square and a triangle are just different shapes. Then one, a triangle isn't a particularly sort of square circle or something. It's, it's, they're just different things. Now, it, it feels to me like we can intuitively understand the opposite of a binary variable. So we have a category where it's either one thing or it's another. The opposite is the other thing. But, could you imagine a, a concept of a sort of troposite, a trinary opposite, where you don't just have one opposite, but for everything you are, you, you for, for that particular feature, you have two opposites. Mm. So, but, you know, but let's, but let's just say that when you have a, a variable that is categorical and has more than two values, the concept of opposites becomes problematic becomes quite hard to say mm. you know what the mm. as you said what's the opposite of meningitis is a really good example because um you know it probably has a whole range of characteristics which are which are not orderable just before but so so just the other the other thing quantified so if it's quantified it feels a bit easier right so the quant the opposite of a high number is a low number but problematic what's the opposite of two 
Is it minus two or is it a half? Or is it four? Or is it four? Because if there was a population which was generally the average was three and you had one which was two, the opposite of yeah, that might so, be a four. So, well, you so could say it's 536. I think... Yeah, because five hundred. So even is a even with number. quantitative variables, it? it's not totally straightforward. Well, I, but I, but I think I think key to opposites is con, is context, right? And and this stems from what you were saying, uh, Nick, about um, uh, about it affecting behaviour, right? So so generally, you know, a number in itself is abstract, right? And but if you put it on, uh, um, if you attach it to a value of something, so let's say you you know you equate it to heat energy. Right, and you make it a temperature, then the opposite of, of cold is is hot. You know, the the existence of a high level of, of heat energy. Um, well, or, no, or but not. sorry, sorry, just to stop it, because as for our the way that we model heat energy, right, is is it's uh, a scale from zero to infinity. Yeah. So we might go around saying that minus two hundred Kelvin is 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 cold, but if you were in the unit, middle of the deep space, that would be boiling. And and similarly, like the sun, we might think that 10,000 degrees was hot, but the sun might go, well, well, that's nothing. You should yeah. see, you know, yeah. Antares. It's incredibly mm. hot up there. But, but I think, again, it comes down to, to context and, um, uh, and interpretation about what you're trying to do with it. So if you look at something like distance, right, if you look at, um, uh, you know, short distance versus a long distance, um, it doesn't actually tell you something objectively about the number itself so if you if i said uh well they they threw the ball a long way right you'd have in your mind some something you know um but if i said it's a short walk to the shops right you you wouldn't think the short walk to the shops was less distance than the long the long ball throw right so it's very true the, the context in which you interpret uh, the, the the thing, and if you look at most of the um, most of the things we present opposites, uh, you, you know, like we teach children opposites. It was one of the first things you do: big, small, you know, um, little, uh, um, uh, you little know, and fat, large, cannonball, yeah. <laughs> all of the great comedy duos. Um, but you, um, uh, who incidentally usually are opposites of one another in well, some, indeed, yeah, some way. Well, indeed, but, I think um, we're tapping into something te- quite we, important we teach, here. We, we teach this, but it, it's usually in a simplistic form, and it's driven by context. So they'll show you, you know, two pictures of a of a small person and a large person, or a thin person and a fat person, and and attach the words to them. And what you're not thinking is, oh, wait a minute, you know, one of them's a man and one of them's a woman, or you know, you're focusing in on one particular thing that you are you are interested in uh, and that's because that's driving some sort of decision making at that point like you're trying to pick some trousers for them or something you know mm. so i think it, it's very context specific what a, what an opposite is yeah um sorry you were about to come in but i think you, what you were saying there chris is i think you're absolutely right because actually you know opposites in effect is a is it's really a language, it's a vocabulary that we all use, and we use it like an analogy to ex- to explain something, to explain the way the world works. And so maybe but I, I wonder it, if may, it's hold more on, Nick, important. May, but hold on, Nick. But it, but maybe it falls apart when you start to unpick it because the thing itself is used to explain stuff. So then, when you start to go, well, how about you know, if we use it for that, it by definition it starts to fall apart. And I think Chris's point about context is important because yes. We all, everyone recognises that short and long will change meaning and context, but everyone understands that intuitively because we're using it as a function to understand the world. 
So when you start asking these questions, so maybe we're using it in the wrong way and say, ah, but what if we wanted to do an opposite of an apple? Well, why would you? Why would you want to do that? Um, unless you're unless you're Mikey Lynn in some weird argument. Um, Sarah, you were going to say something. I just think opposites help us to navigate the world, essentially. Like we, we're, we're creating assumptions. We're making comparisons that are making it easy for us to think about things, classify them, to make those decisions quickly. So whether or not something, you know, is a short walk to to the um, shops, well, you can easily say, yes or no, I'll go for a short walk. I don't actually know how short that short walk is, but it's said it's short compared to a long walk. Mm. Um, so I just think it's about how it's a way that we can quickly navigate through the world and our thinking yeah. processes by having having these concepts of opposites, even though, mm. as you say, when we unpick them, it, it turns into a bit of a mess. Yeah, mm. I, I, I think that's it. I think it boil, it really quickly boils down to uh, the salience of, of, yeah. of something, what you, what you care about in that particular context. I've got a quick question I wanted to ask Sarah to see if... Um, mm. Uh, see if this this works. I was going to ask you what's what's the opposite of New Zealand. I already have the answer. I want to say straight away, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I want. Say Australia. Australia. Right. Exactly. exactly. Right. So here we go. Opposite. We're so similar. Right. To me, I'm like. So so this is this is why I wanted to ask that question because I think it gets to the heart of of opposites, right? Which is that um, you know Australia and New Zealand are objectively. You know, pretty similar in terms of histories, geographical location, language they speak, um, you know, lots of the cultural references. I, I know the accents are different, but yeah. they're they're speaking the same language. And, you know, uh, to lots of people do get the accents um, uh, confused. Um, so but yet, you know, you you pick them as an opposite. And why do you why do you pick them as an opposite? What 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 is it that you think is different about Australia and New Zealand that I have like the more I think about it, the more I kind of like go into a spiral because I actually don't know. I just think it's because it's proximity and it's the one thing that's closest to us. So I'm right. like, well, they're they're essentially very similar to us, but for me, I'm they're the opposite to us. Yeah. So I'm wondering this... if it's because thinking about it in context, like we are all the way on the other side of the world, just us in Australia, really. Mm. So is. Does that mean straight away that, well, the opposite to us has to be them because that's all that there is in our part of the world? Like if I asked you, what is the what is the opposite to the UK, what would you say? I'd probably say France. Yeah. Ooh. I think. Ooh. I'd say, well, ooh. okay, ooh. so this is fun because mm. I'd go for Japan. <laughs> because, I say France. Because Japan is very similar in a lot of ways it's an island off the off the edge it's even shaped similarly off off the or a collection of islands off off the coast of a massive continent mm. um with its kind of quite so far, distinct culture uh, and a history of the feudal system yeah but the point is everything else is there like the whole content the con so the if you like the container is similar but the content is to is 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 sort of unrecognizable so i quite i uh, yeah it's really interesting uh, i guess we have what we've done is pick different dimensions yeah, as exactly. the key ones but i see when you were talking about language I, it made me think well actually the concept of opposites is not just something you can do with language but absolutely fundamental to how you learn it in the first place um in that you know you in order to show that you've understood a word you have to be able to show which words it ex which things it excludes um, you know, not you can't just be picking things that it includes. You've got to show that you understand it. You've got to show which things aren't that aren't covered by that word. And mm. um, <clears throat> anything where there's a word can be more or less true of something 
implies already implies uh, an opposite which is the thing that it's least true of um mm, so yeah. I, I you know it could be that this is a really fundamental kind of concept um yeah. um look yeah um, sorry but i just think the, just sorry just i i don't know if we can come up with rules as to what criteria are up for grabs what things like why why it is that this australia new zealand problem um, why there has to be a certain amount of similarity, a bit like cat and dog, right? Because, you know, really, if you're going to try and list every single feature and take the opposite of it, you'd have, you, you'd pick something that doesn't exist. You'd have to, mm. because you, New Zealand at the very least exists. We can all agree on that. And uh, so it's opposite, surely. It's have you ever seen it? Though, exist. No, yeah. I haven't, not with yeah. my own eyes. So, so it'd be a non existent, non country of some sort, you know? Um, and uh, so that that's that's the issue, really. I wonder if if you know there is a way of of trying to narrow that down, or really, really just you know it's always context. Um, I, I, I want to move us on a little bit, um, Nick. I believe um, that you have developed an opposite meter, if I have termed that correctly. Um, is this the time to introduce this to the discussion? I, I will. I just will say one more thing though, just a quick yeah. one, which is something really interesting about. Um, so when I, in fact, it's related because when I was doing, uh, so I decided to, to create a couple of oppositometers um, based on where I could easily get data, and and so I got some data about uh, fruits and uh, well, foods actually, a big pile of foods, all kinds of data about their nutritional content and all that kind of stuff, and I also got one on countries, which is things like their population and surface area and all of that kind of stuff, um, and. Um, and and so I've worked out a way of identifying the thing that's most opposite, just in terms mm -hmm. of ranking. So if you're in the top ten percent of in one thing, you're looking for a country which is in the top bottom percent of that thing as being your opposite. But it made me think. Well, <clears throat> okay. So the thing is, the criteria I'm doing the opposites of criteria, but those are criteria that are in the data set, which made me think that. Well, is there something, some neural or some cognitive correlate of things being in your data set which in order to count as an opposite they, they have to somehow be stored in the same data set so so which makes me think well okay we have a data set for animals and it's got a snake and an ant and a cat and a dog and uh you know it, so the opposites have to somehow be in that data set but if the data set was just mammals then that would be a different set of data and the interesting thing is that actually um you know there is evidence that we have uh sort of distinct cognitive categories for things so for example we have um you know people people have uh, there are particular kinds of brain damage where people will um forget you know about fruits and vegetables but not about animals for example so there are there like actually it does seem to be the case that we store data about different types of thing in discrete chunks like that so so yeah it, i just thought that was quite interesting because it felt a bit like what i was doing i was like saying well i'm finding the opposite in this data set but i'm not trying to find the opposite uh, of any you know of a fruit by looking in a data set about you know rocks i think i'm with you i'm thinking but, with you. Uh, okay. say it, that yeah. said yeah um the other thing it might be i just it's interesting to think about the way principal component analysis works which is something we've done on a few projects recently but uh what that does essentially is you take you take your, your data, you take your data points and your data points all have different, you know, values for all of their features. Um, so, you, you, you know, your, your uh, uh, you know, your features might be height and weight and, and uh, uh, you know, 
IQ and gender or whatever and and so you're um, you know you have all your data points and and principal component analysis essentially says how can we separate these data points as much as possible which which things separate these data points as effectively as possible and then comes up with a kind of you know set of things that will pull them apart as much as possible and it just occurs to me that really fundamentally that's trying to do this job of saying well if we were trying to find the opposites of things what would those how would what would the opposites be uh, if yeah, you could get these things to be as far apart as possible which things would be at opposite uh, ends of that uh, and, and i feel like principal component analysis is almost the opposite of doing opposites, right? In, 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 practi in practical terms, because what it does is it, it collapses multi-dimensional space, it, you know, and, and looks at separating things on a yeah. bunch of things. Whereas I yeah. think actually, you know, like the classic example is um, uh, like rivalries, you know, people say, oh, uh, like Alain Prost and Ayrton Senna, right? They say mm. they were too, they were complete opposites. Well, no, they weren't. They were both Formula One drivers for a start, right? You know, mm. um, but yet people have picked one thing about them, you know, to do with their sort of their level of flair and preparedness and decided that is, you know, that makes them, uh, you know, completely sort of um, uh, uh, antonymical to one another. Mm. Um, and uh, so I, and I feel like, you know, by picking lots of things and pushing them apart, you lose the meaning. You you think you're gaining meaning, but you actually lose meaning. Yeah. Well, talking of talking of doing that, that's what I've done uh, with my with my absurd ometers. So well, I, I say it's, it's, it's no longer an opposite an opposite an ometer. It's now an absurd ometer. Well, what it what it does? Are we going to have is, a play with it? Yeah. So what it does is it, it it essentially it's all rather arbitrary because as we've said there's no there's sort of there is an objective component to this but it but certainly it's it's very uh, subjective at the same time. What it does is you put in the thing you're you, you're interested in comparing and it gives you the thing that is at the opposite end of the scale the yeah. most on all of these scales kind of thing. And what's nice is I can see you've wheeled it out there. Um, yeah. And I like the bells you've put on it. And I presume I presume you just pull that lever and it yeah. spits it out right okay, yeah so yes. we've got so the countryometer let's start with that we've got the surface okay. area population gdp share of economy which is agriculture international trade urban population all kinds of stuff in there um a few countries excluded because they, the data isn't there but yeah if you want to um you know give me a country i can tell you the opposite of that country georgia the country of georgia the opposite of Georgia is Azerbaijan. Oh, it's right next door. <laughs> That's weird. Wow. That's weird. That okay? Well, let's let's come on. Let's shall we try? Uh, see if I try New Zealand. Someone else. Yeah, let's find out. We put in New Zealand. It's apparently Swaziland, <laughs> which is interesting because that's got Zealand in it as well. It all just comes so, down to but the... but it's interesting. Like intuitively, immediately, when you say the opposite of New Zealand is Swaziland, everyone would just go, "What." really and, and and yet the data says that it's true so yeah but, but i mean i mean obviously not though. well yeah and uh, the opposite of the united kingdom is allegedly guinea bissau what's the opposite of japan the opposite of japan is rwanda i like that that feels yeah, right that, to me well that kind of sort well yeah um and, and else russia russia the opposite of russia is suriname yeah yeah. Chris, Sarah, any more 
for, for, for countries you want to randomly shout out? Australia. Why not just go for Oh, Australia's yeah. Okay, so the opposite of Australia. Hang on, I'm going to try and guess. I'm going to try and guess what go on. the opposite to Australia is. I'm going to say the opposite to Australia is going to be something like Liechtenstein. Um, you're going to love this, Sarah. It's actually Samoa. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you think of that? It's only a, only just a couple of thousand miles away it's across the Pacific. It's not very far away from it, no. No. No, but I think Australia's big and Samoa is small. Yes. Um, I think population-wise, there's probably uh, quite a distinction, but also economic urban population. I mean, Australia has got quite a high urban population, isn't it? I don't know about Samoa, but... Uh, yeah. Is it always locked? As in, if you were to do the opposite of Samoa, I would it would it always no, be Australia? No, 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 no. Uh, so let's see. Let's put that in. It's Argentina, the opposite of Samoa. Oh. <laughs> well, you could just keep so going really... around the world. <laughs> Well, I, I see if you think about what it's doing is it's sort of trying to find the closest point to the, where the opposite ought to be. So so it's, it's saying, well, the opposite ought to be here, but actually there isn't any yeah. country there. So we'll find the close point. But then if you take the opposite of that, there might be a country that's closer than the place you started. You see what I mean? But should we do, do you want to do food as well? Yeah. Or, or to, yeah. OK, so. Um, right. So now we have to there are thousands of foods in the database. I mean, there's about seven thousand foods right could you say lettuce yeah so so if you if that's the best way of doing it if you say if you say a food i i will find it but you've got to decide whether you want a uh, butterhead lettuce cos or romaine lettuce green cos. leaf lettuce cos lettuce okay so the opposite of lettuce <laughs> is <laughs> cured strips of pork <laughs> which is correct it feels right doesn't it what is the opposite of a banana no well i'll tell you what let's we'll, save that we'll, to the end yeah shall we shall aware. we see what the opposite of um whiskey is oh is it no hold on what do you think it's going to come out well as? it can't be a drink is uh, this in the drinks category or just in in food in consumables in general um, it's a really specific thing, it's a weirdly really specific one and it's so perfect uh is it a, is it like celery or something like that no it's actually Kellogg's Special K. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. You you have it at the different uh, a different time of the day, the opposite end of the day. It's good for you instead of bad for you. Yes, yeah. you know, it's um, no one's fun, one's no fun. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, is there one that you've got? Um, espresso coffee. Uh, so the opposite of an espresso is apparently a whole dried egg. <laughs> A whole dried egg. And what is the opposite of a whole dried egg? Let's yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Wait a minute. What is a what is a I, dried egg? You mean like, does like that mean egg powdered powder? Powder? Yeah, I, I guess I'm so. What the opposite egg. of a whole dried egg is uh, honey raw honeydew melons. <laughs> when would you cook a honeydew melon? Well, you would you would cook you an would egg, but it. of course the, you wouldn't cook a honeydew. Oh, we no. see. Why would it be raw? I don't yes. know. Like maybe melon juice or something. Okay, um, I, I, we should Fraser. just. We could be Go here on. for hours doing this. Um, what's the opposite of um, a donut? The opposite of a donut. Okay, that's a good one. Let's have a look. Um, so we've got uh, we've got right, yeast leavened cake type French crullers uh, glazed. Glazed, please. Glazed. This this category actually includes. I must inform you includes honey buns. Okay, the opposite of those is raw Brussels sprouts. Correct. 
This Correct. is great. This is really good. Yeah, I th- I'm going to claim this a victory. Much better than the country. Yeah, there's it more is, things. Actually. So I think you're. Bar- so let me. Um, shall we? Shall we answer the question once and for all and go for bananas? Yes. So here we go. Let wait. So we need suitable pause. So wait. Wait. So wait. So raw bananas. For- By the way, did you know there's a kind of banana? Banana. There are many times of banana. Many types of bananas, of which one is an apple banana. But anyway. Um, do you want to guess before I before I give you the answer? Is it going to be? Remi- remind me what the dimensions are again. Oh, it's, it's about it's about um, that long. Oh God, that, about that wide. Uh, there's, there's, yeah. about, there's about there's about forty different. Are they curved features. in the middle? Yeah, yeah the amount of alpha carotene, uh, ash, beta cryptoanthin, the amount of carbohydrate, cholesterol. It's everything. Okay. Everything you might so is it is it, co- it's, it? But it's it's um, constituents of the food. It's yeah. It's what, the kind of what, what the food, the percentage, I guess, of that okay. stuff in the food. It's going to be some kind of synthetic banana, food. right? Um, so some, something with minus potassium. I think it's going to be. Mm. Uh, some kind of processed food. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of you know. oh, spam. Yeah, I was thinking spam. ham. So yeah, spam you're, ham. You're, well, I, I'm going to call that correct because it's actually um, a breakfast items, comma biscuit with egg and sausage. So I think what that is is sort of like imagine a, uh, I guess like a kind of McMuffin or something. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. So nice. so you know, and that is the opposite. Like like if you had a banana for breakfast one day, you might fancy the biscuit with egg and sausage the next day. Yeah. So um, there we are. So I think I this think even revelation. the data driven approach seems to produce inter- interestingly plausible answers. But anyway, shall I tell you what Mikey's answer was? Yeah, this is what I was about to ask. What did he say was the opposite? So of they apples? decided. And I, yeah. And I think it's rather good. So the or opposite bananas, of bananas yeah. uh, is uh, Uluru. Isn't that the name for Ayers Rock? Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's big instead of small. It's brown instead of yellow. It's made of rock instead of made of fruit. And But crucially, uh, it has the same sort of vowel pattern as banana. Um, so there's a, there's a nice oh, similarity there. Mm. Uh, so anyway, I think that's quite a good answer. But obviously, Mikey's got more. He's more relaxed with which features he's varying. Um, oh. Whereas here, we're really just looking for foods. Yeah, and I think we've answered it. The data-driven answer is a biscuit with egg and well, sausage. The the opposite opposite has spoken. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, they yes. mean an American biscuit, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. mean one of those yeah. one of those crumbly, uh, yeah. like scone. A scone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, brilliant. Um, I think we need to stop. <laughs> I think we need to stop. We've cracked it. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I say we, I mean Nick and his um, soon to be um, copyrighted. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is awesome. I just put in, for fun, put in a Domino's pizza, pepperoni pizza, and it came out with corn on the cob. So I, 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 this is correct as far as I'm concerned. We've got a data-driven answer, and it's uh, it's American-style biscuits, egg and sausage. It's rare that we really can definitively answer one of the questions that we get asked, but I feel like we've done it. We've done it. We've done it. Seriously. I want to, next time I come around to you, we can sort of play on this all day long. Play with this, yeah. It's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, thank you, as always, uh, for listening. Uh, if you've got any thoughts or suggestions for topics, you can email us at podcast at We'd love to hear from you. If you've enjoyed the podcast, what should people do? Anyone jump in? What should people do? Hit, hit the dislike button. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's right. It's opposite. Maybe, day, yeah. So. That's it. Do the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, as always. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Sarah Nonu, Chris Ragg, and Nick Hare of Out of Insights. Until next time, hello. Mm-hmm.